Hey, y'all. Welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mixed Talk Radio, where we talk about life as it is. Today in the studio, Karen Malone and I get into the Beast Mode series. Let's talk, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mixed Talk Radio. I am back in the studio. We are still in beast mode. Y'all, these conversations have really, like, made me think. I'm talking about, like, think, think. Not, like, kind of think, but, like, think and change. So, I hope today's conversation is full of growth opportunity for you guys. Now, I have a very special guest in the studio with me today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Karen Malone. Um, I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor, and um, I work with women and men to help them to be able to rehab their lives and create an action plan and live their best life. So thank you so much for um, allowing me on the show. Thank you so much for being on. Now, I always love to ask this question to get the show started. Like, what drew you to the topic um, of adaptability in, in this series of beast mode? Well, you know, definitely with us living in the middle of a pandemic that all of us thought is going on for way too long. You know, we were good with that first round of, you know, shutdown. And then it's like, is this thing still going on? And so, you know, there's a new normal. And with that new normal, there's some adaptability that has to happen or you're going to drive yourself crazy. So definitely, um, you know, as a counselor, I've worked with people who have had life transitions, whether it be a medical issue or a change in the career or a loss of the loved one. And, um, you know, learning to be able to adapt to those varying situations, but especially now during the middle of um, the pandemic, it's very important to learn those skills to learn how to adapt. Yes, because being adaptable is not common for everyone. You know, we think, oh, just because you're an adult, you know, you should be more mature and change shouldn't be hard for you. You should know by now. I mean, just a lot of things we would say because we're older. Right. And we have right. more experience. So the expectation is that when situations do arise, that you should be able to be flexible. But that's not always the case. And when have you seen most people challenged by adapt being adaptable? Well, definitely as a rehabilitation counselor, my um, experience working with individuals who are experiencing a medical condition. I have had cancer myself. I'm a two-time cancer survivor. And so there's a lot of adaptability that has to happen when you have to prepare yourself for the medical system. And so, you know, that's one of those vulnerable um, times in your life where you have to rely on others to be able to show you the way. You know, you're going to the doctor, they're poking and prodding you for different tests and evaluations to see how they can support you. But it's also, you know, something where you have to learn to adapt to allow those things to happen. And then you may experience a new normal. There may be some surgeries where, you know, now you have some um, side effects that you have to live with. Um, definitely going through, you know, the medical system, you do have to learn how to adapt to a new normal at times. And it can be very challenging. Now, in your in your journey, how has uh, being adaptable really gotten you from A to Z? 
Well, definitely, um, you know, in the books that I have, I talk about my journey with cancer. Um, you know, I also lost um, my home in the Bank of America. I was unemployed multiple times, but my faith brought me through all of those things. And so being able to know that God has a plan for your life keeps you above water. You know, you might be sinking, you might be, you know, the water is up to here, you know, he's going to bring you through. And so now that I'm on the other side of all of those things, you know, two-time cancer survivor, loss of a child, divorce, lost my home, plus also had COVID during this pandemic. So you know, there was a myth out there that people with underlying health conditions who caught COVID, like that was a death sentence. And so it definitely was not. And so I wrote a book that talks about, you know, my experience with that and how I've overcome. And so you just, you definitely have to be adaptable to what life throws you. Now you said some good stuff in there and, (laughs) you know, I'm all about, you know, faith and really having your why. Because I feel like if you have a strong enough why, then whatever life presents, you can fall back on it. And you say, okay, well, this is um, my why is my promise that, you know, um, everything will work together for my good. So sometimes yeah. it's an affirmation that you've written for yourself that, you know, I, I am a lender and not a borrower. It might be a script, you know, scripture, whatever it is, you know, I always say cultivate your why. Really take some time, spend some time with yourself to figure out, like, what is my why? What is my center? What keeps me together when life tries to break me apart? Because, like you said, life is going to be life. And there are so many aspects of life that are just well beyond our control. I I always say most of life is well beyond your control. You can give it a good go. But the most control you have is over yourself, your thoughts, your actions, your words. Right. Right. And so when when we cultivate our why, you know, for me, it's uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and 11. You know, that it's that's my why. And when times get tough, you know, I fall back on that scripture, you know, or Habakkuk 2, 3. and, And it tells, you know, when the time comes, that thing will mature. But we have to wait. We have to go through. We have to show up. We have to face these things. When we're in beast mode, we definitely have to clutch our why. Now, in your books, you talk about your journey through some of your challenges. What was your why that kept you fighting the good fight? Well, definitely, like you had referenced the scripture, mine is Isaiah 38 and 5. And that's where... You know, Hezekiah was told that the Lord was bringing him home and he was like, no, I need more time. And so the Lord heard his cries and gave him 15 additional years. And I said, well, Lord, I know that you are not a respecter of persons. So if you gave him 15, I know you're going to give me 30 or more. And so that's the promise that I'm standing on is that the Lord is going to honor that promise. And so the title of my latest book is nothing can stop the promises of God, not even COVID-19. When, you know, I was going through, that's exactly what I stood on. If you truly believe the promise that he's made to you, these things are light afflictions, like the Bible says, that things that we just have to be able to go through and he's going to bring you out on the other side. And oftentimes it's going to be better. You know, I think we can't wrap our heads around the fact that, you know, the word says light afflictions, but for us, it feels like 
it's either never ending or, right. you know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> when is this going to end? But, you know, we also have to remember that while it is a light affliction, it also has a deadline. Mm -hmm. Every season in our life has a time where that thing will cease in our lives. And if we could just hang on sometimes to the deadline, we'll see, like you say, the better that we'll see the other side of the pain. We'll see the joy. We'll see the other side of the sickness, which is the healing. We'll see the other side of the setbacks, which is the launch forward. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes you can't go forward until you address the things in your past. And we have to think about our emotional health, too. When we're, you know, facing situations, being adaptable also benefits you emotionally because then you can take on the perspective of, yes, this is a light affliction for you. How was just having that perspective? Like, okay, you know what? I know that this is just something that's happening right now. If I hang on, I keep my faith. I can keep going. What was that for you? Well, one of the things that um, really kind of set in to play for me was that I was raised in the church. So I already had a good foundation. But as you get older, you really start to realize like, oh, I got to walk this thing out. And so when I was first diagnosed with cancer, it was around the time of the movie War Room. And so I said, oh, I'm going to create me a war room. We about to get up in here and we about to find a word. And so over time, what I started to realize was that trial after trial, I was getting stronger and stronger in my relationship with him and my understanding and belief in him and knowing who I was. And so the things that I have gone through, ironically, did start to feel more of a light affliction because it's like, well, if not me, then who? If, if not me, then who? Who can you trust? Who will you trust? Who will you honor to um, share your word. And so when I wrote my first book, it's called Lose to Win, A Believer's Journey. And that was exactly what it is. I'm on a journey with the Lord and I was being you know, taken through a lot of things that people, some people died from, but I didn't. So that's one of those things that go, well, how come I didn't die? How come you didn't you know, take me home? And so there's a lot of things that as you walk through them, you realize that he is giving you the opportunity to be his spokesman, to be able to share the word with the other person, to encourage them along the way. And so it then starts to feel like a light affliction because of the fact that you know that you are in the palm of his hands, that he is trusting you with being able to share his word. And so although I did not, like anyone else, want to experience COVID, as soon as I got back well, I was like, all right, Lord, this is obviously a book because the media was really pushing fear. And I was like, no, you know, we need to know about those people that have gone through it and who have um, come out on the other side and gave God glory as they went through it. And so that's what my current book is about. I love it. And while you were talking, you just stirred up something in me. And <laughs> I was just while you were talking, I was just like having like all these like visualizations of what you were saying. And what came to mind was when we go to like, say, for instance, we want to start working out, right? We go to the gym. Well, 200 pounds, if you haven't lifted weights ever, that's going to be very too heavy. You're not going to be able to get it up, right? But when we start with those smaller, you know, dumbbells, you got 10 pounds, and then you work your way up to 50 pounds, and then 100 pounds, and then you get to right. the 200 pounds. But then 
you succeed, you, you supersede the 200 pounds and now you're lifting 300. But at one point that 200 was too heavy. But as Fine. you built up your stamina, as you built up your faith, as you deepened your level of trust in God's word and in the plan, sometimes we have to trust the plan for our life. Some yes. people just gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I is no other way to say it. Like some of us are just going to have that kind of life where it's a lot of testing or a lot of pruning. And that's okay. Cause just like you said, and still within my visualizations, some of us have been called because he really truly trusts us because mm -hmm. we're built for it. And now that's not to say that everything in life that happens to you is, you know, some kind of test or something life happens. Stuff just happened, you know, but there are some things that are orchestrated and everything that we face, we're allowed to face. You know, it's set up for right. us to either learn from, grow from or use, you know, and every and every problem has a solution. I always say it's not a pro problem if there is no solution. And sometimes we don't want the right. problem, but how can we be a solution if we don't first have a problem? Exactly, exactly. And I believe that as a counselor who at the beginning of my career didn't have a lot of quote unquote personal problems myself, how can I empathize with those who were coming through my door if I had not walked in their shoes? You know, you talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? And so that's one of the things that I really feel like lose to win is that I had to go through a season of where I felt like I was losing and losing and losing. But in essence, I was winning because I was building that muscle, building that, that relationship with God. So that way I could trust him on the other side. Now beast mode is all about, you know, can you, uh, are you just talking to talk? Can you walk the talk? That's all beast mode is like, you really have to be about what you say you're going to be about. Mm -hmm. So if you say you are doing this, then your actions should be pushing you in that direction. And I always tell people oh, your, your actions, your behavior really tells what you believe. So if you say you're going to be successful, but you're always self-sabotaging every opportunity, then do you really believe that you will be a successful person? If you want to love again, but every time somebody try and love you, you push them away. Do you really believe you can receive love? Do you believe you can have love? Do you believe you can be loved? So a lot of times we really have to walk out those things that we want for our lives. And the empathy comes where it doesn't have to be the exact same scenario because I've been in your, your position is like, well, if I've never experienced this, then how effective can I be? And then you get into self doubt and you, you, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Imposter syndrome. Oh, big time. And you yes, like, I can't yes. be effective. How can I help somebody? You know, I have a day job. And so how can I help somebody mm -hmm. be a full-time entrepreneur? No, because you still have the tools that they may need, whatever someone yes. needs. And you are the person for them. You're equipped yes, no matter how you feel. And that's what rehab your life is about. So, you know, we talk about the four pillars. It's the rehab your career, rehab your money, rehab your relationships and rehab your health. And so no matter where the client is, we can create an action plan. Everybody's not going to need all four of those pillars because in some areas, some people actually do have their life together. But in other areas, you may just need someone to come alongside you and hold you accountable 
for those things that you said you wanted to do. And then as a counselor, I'm able to be able to identify some of the deeper work that actually does need to be done to get you over that hurdle. Like you said, self-sabotaging. As women, we do that a lot. The imposter syndrome, we do that. But then also we feel guilty around um, we're taking time away from our kids because we're trying to be an entrepreneur. We're going to school and going to work and we got too many things going on and then we're not taking care of our health. And so that's really the client, the woman that we work with is that woman that's got two, three, four, five different things going on, but she's not taking care of her health. And so now we're going to start talking about those foundational things, create a plan and move forward in those other areas. But definitely coming at it from a beast mode mentality, because I'm going to come at you not like a traditional counselor. I'm going to come at you like a girlfriend. Girl, we got this. We can do this. I'm going to redirect you to the Lord because he's the one who ultimately has the plan. But at the end of the day, you need somebody to sometimes come alongside you, remind you of who you are, that we got this, that we can take it and move forward. And so I'm just so excited to, you know, be on the show and talk about, like you said, beast mode. And I'm I'm really excited about what you have going on as well. Well, I I can definitely identify you name me in a couple of (laughs) your descriptions of, you know, (laughs) how we internalize our our beast mode season. And, you know, there are just times where you're going to be called to really show up for yourself. You know, you're going to be called to show up um, at the job. You're going to be called to show up for yourself emotionally. You're going to be called to show up in your relationships or your ideas or whatever you can see for yourself. And those are the times where beast mode has to be like a mindset. And you you like, you know what? It's a no matter what type situation, you know? So I've been that mother that feels terribly guilty you know, because she's spending, you know, time with, you know, some sort of business instead of the kids, but it's all about balance. And, you know, we have to be okay with the sacrifices that come when we're in beast mode mindset. And that's Mm -hmm. not to say to be oblivious to your responsibilities and those people that need you and yourself, like you can't even neglect yourself. But there are times when we have to remove the um, the false sense, sense of guilt and shame and just be like, no, nah. because if I've put this hour in, I'm going to get three hours on the back end of this. Exactly. You know, you, so when you really see the maturity of the things that you've been working on, then you see why the dedication, why the adaptability was so important. So, right. you know, I've been in those situations that you were explaining and just having to go back to the drawing board and just be like, you know what? Ooh, this is going to take me back to square one. So when you had to go back to square one, how did you find the just the faith to just keep going? Like, what were some of the things you did to say, you know what? Boom. I'm back at square one, but here's how I get to square two. Well, you know, it's one of those things where oftentimes you don't see it until hindsight. And so I was just talking with someone the other day in reference to, you know, after the cancer, um, there was a period of time where I needed to recover and go back to work. And so I was steady pushing, 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 wanting to return to work when the Lord already knew what the opportunity was going to be for me and that I couldn't get the house until I got the job. And then, you know, so you got to do all of those things and, you know, step by step. But 
if you allow your pride or you allow other uh, people in your ear to get you off your um, focus on the Lord, then, you know, you can't really just function in beast mode. A lot of times in beast mode, you got to be like this. You got to be like, you know, it's just me and the Lord. In the book, in the first book, Lose to Win, I talk about literally moving back home to Houston and um, being pregnant. My husband and I were separating. My child was having some medical issues, so I needed to be at Texas Children's. And I'm sleeping on the couch at my aunt's house. You talking about starting back over, talking about square one. And I had other children and an older mom to take care of as well. And my body was failing me. The worst thing ever is when your body is failing you. And so literally those times with the Lord where it's like, what's the next step? And you're just putting one foot in front of the other and you're getting in the word. And, you know, no matter how many times you read the Bible, there's going to be something new that's going to jump out to you to be able to give you a word for that particular season. And so, you know, that's basically all that I could do was because we were, you know, living um, at my aunt's house and with my family and her family, it ended up being 10 people in the house. That's a lot of people. My um, cousin's girlfriend was also pregnant. And so two pregnant women, I ended up losing my child. So to return home to that house where she's still pregnant, that was hard. Where when she had the baby, my milk would come in when the baby would cry, even though I lost my baby. And so that was a extremely hard season. But I had to trust the Lord that if you did it once, you're going to do it again. And so just one foot in front of the other. But in hindsight, I was able to see that I couldn't get the house until I got the job. I couldn't get the job until I was cleared postpartum. You know, so there's all these different layers and different steps. But throughout the process, I just stayed connected to him. I felt like I was, you know, uh, on that the, the little mountain ledge where you see a little entrance in. I was just right there under his wing, just tucked in. I wasn't letting nobody speaking anything negative in my ear. And I was just focused on him. I even had to be wheelchaired in to church service, but I got there. And it's just one of those things where when you're in beast mode, ain't nothing, and it's you and the Lord, can't nothing stop that. Can't nothing stop that. That's the best place to be in certain seasons. Y'all, this is amazing testimony of just not even, you know, uh, adaptability, but resiliency. A lot of people in those times, the very thing that keeps them going are the people that are dependent on them. And if they didn't have anybody, they would right. check out of here. So you have to really understand the magnitude of when you can empathize with somebody and you can really say, I understand that. You know, I understand right. that level of square one. And you're really wondering, like, you know, OK, what next? And, you know, it's just sometimes just getting me through the next minute, the next two minutes, get me to lunch and, you know, get me to the house and, you know, get me to, you know, where I can at least get a night of sleep. So being adaptable is, is good for your emotional well-being because when life comes, cause it's going to come, sometimes it comes and it taps and sometimes it comes and it knocks you out, you know, it, it knock you out cold. Yes. And when you were talking, you know, I, you know, I could just, it took me back to my place and y'all know I'm always transparent. And I made a post one time on Facebook 
And I say, I feel like I'm in the in the ring, you know, and the, um, you know, I'm fighting against life and I'm, you know, I didn't got sucker punched and I can yeah. hear the ref counting, you know, one, two, three, and I'm down. But everything in me is saying, get up, get up, get up. And that is adaptability in its rawest sense is sometimes it's really just getting up. It's not really getting up with a plan, getting up with all the answers It's really just getting in a position to receive what it is that, you know, will get us to the next moment will get us to the next season because you're not going to always see it clear. You're not going to always have a right. clear cut path in life. And like you said, when you're in uh, beast mode, you got to have the blinders on y'all. Yeah. You got to be able to say no distraction from the left, from the right. I'm looking forward. I Now I do feel like you have to look back, but you can't stay looking back because you can't look back and move forward at the same time. You just can't do it. Before we close the show, please tell us how we can follow you. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rehab Your Life, the number two. And both of the books are available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Thank you for tuning in to the Beast Mode series. This episode was sponsored by RehabYourLife.org. Again, that's www.RehabYourLife.org. As always, please leave me a review and let me know if anything from our conversation caught your attention. Bye, y'all.